This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. A bill to give parents far more control over their child's education is about to be submitted to the Alabama legislature. The regular session will get back underway this week. State Senator Del Marsh is planning to introduce what he calls the mother of all school choice bills. State Representative Charlotte Meadows plans to introduce the identical bill into the state house at the same time. The bill would create education savings accounts for parents who will have a certain amount of money attributed to each student that can then be used for a different public school, private, vocational, or homeschooling of their choice if they're not happy with the one in their district. A parent's choice board will also be created for the administering of those ESAs. Public school students and homeschooled students will be the first who can apply in the year that the program gets implemented. Then non-public school students will follow the next year. Schools have the option to participate or not in this program. There are roughly 725,000 students enrolled in public schools in Alabama, with 60,000 attending private schools and around 10,000 being homeschooled. Well, big news for Mobile, potentially. Airbus and Lockheed Martin are seeking to manufacture U.S. military refueling tankers. The two companies submitted joint bids to the U.S. military for this contract, which has yet to be determined. If approved, the project will create hundreds of jobs for the port city and be an investment of hundreds of millions of dollars into Alabama. Airbus and Lockheed Martin want to build the facility at the Mobile Aeroplex in connection with the already existing A330 commercial jet production line. The tanker planes would then be used to assist the U.S. military refueling needs. Congressman Jerry Carl of Mobile has responded to the news saying he applauds the two companies for choosing Mobile and giving Alabamians an opportunity to provide an Alabama-built aircraft for all Americans. A candidate in the Secretary of State race is getting into the details he would implement should he obtain that office. Wes Allen is running in the Republican primary for Secretary of State. He has served as a probate judge in Pike County and is currently a state representative for that area. Allen says he will withdraw the state of Alabama from using ERIC services. That stands for Electronic Registration Information Center. It's an organization. Allen says that $25,000 in taxpayer money goes to that organization, which in turn collects information on voter rolls in order to cross-reference them and remove voters who have died or moved or done duplicate registrations. Allen says he does not think that Alabamians want that information provided to an outside entity. Eric operates in 31 states and was started by people associated with the Obama administration and groups that are funded by George Soros. Allen says the minute he is Secretary of State, that contract will no longer be here in Alabama. He says there's no justification for any state's involvement with this group. Charges are issued against two men after a mysterious car burning in Chilton County last summer. Investigators found skeletal remains inside that vehicle. It was found near Montevallo last July. Now 28-year-old Noel Escabel of Montevallo and Abraham Perez of Alabaster are charged with three counts of murder. Investigators say three people were in that burned-out car. Forensic analysis determined that the three men were from the metro Nashville, Tennessee area with family members back in Mexico. An Alabama boy is nominated to be Kid of the Year for Nickelodeon and The Times. The award is for youth who are taking a leadership role in society within the fields of education, science, and social justice. Ethan Hill is among those nominated for his work in helping the homeless in Birmingham. WVTM News caught up with Hill.
that I was just doing was right what was right at the time, and I'm still doing that. So I don't I don't care about all the recognition. I just want to do what's good for the people that's out there. Just know in general that I've helped somebody to eat and stay warm out there is real nice. Well, in keeping with how Ethan Hill has been taught, the Raised Up Right Tour is coming to the Oak Mountain Amphitheater in Pelham. Country singer Luke Bryan will perform on August 18th. Tickets go on sale this coming Friday at LiveNation.com. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the Ukraine-Russia political and military standoff has now been brought to New York City. Ambassadors for both countries, along with the U.S. and those countries involved in the U.N. Security Council, all met for diplomatic discussions. During that time, the Russian ambassador to the U.N. accused the Biden administration of whipping up hysteria regarding the activity along the Ukrainian-Russian border. Madam President, the maneuvers of the U.S. regarding the convening of this meeting is particularly hypocritical because it was the Americans who hold the record for having troop presences outside their territory. American troops, advisors and weapons, including nuclear weapons, are frequently deployed thousands of kilometers from Washington. I'm not even talking about the fact that the military adventures of the U.S. have killed hundreds of thousands of civilians of countries of of, uh, places where they were supposed to be bringing peace and democracy. The U.S. consistently, including over recent years, has used force against other states without the authorization of the U.N. Security Council. American U.N. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield listed what had happened so far in that part of the country. In addition to military activity, we've also seen a dramatic spike in cyber attacks on Ukraine in recent weeks. Russian military and intelligence services are spreading disinformation through state-owned media and proxy sites, and they are attempting without any factual basis to paint Ukraine and Western countries as the aggressors to fabricate a pretext for attack. The 15 nations met at the behest of the U.S. President Joe Biden says if Russia is sincere in addressing respective security concerns, then they will dialogue with the U.S. and its allies and partners. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki is indicating how things will go as President Joe Biden takes the next step in choosing a Supreme Court justice. This would come after Stephen Breyer retires in June of this year. As somebody who served on the Senate uh, Judiciary Committee and was chair, both as chair and ranking member, he is steeped in this process and looks forward to advice from members of both parties on the Hill, as well as top legal experts and scholars across the country, working with the vice president and his team at the White House. And I think you will see those consultations start this week. So tomorrow the president is going to host Chairman Durbin and ranking member Grassley at the White House to consult with them and hear their advice about this vacancy. Uh, Chairman Durbin has worked on seven Supreme Court uh, confirmation processes. Uh, the president has also worked for many years with Senator Grassley and respects his knowledge uh, and views. So this will be part of that process, and I expect we'll have more uh, details to confirm as the week proceeds. Meanwhile, a former presidential candidate for the Democrat Party, Tulsi Gabbard of Hawaii, is lashing out at the comments made by Biden last week upon the news that Breyer would step down. Biden said he would base the candidate on race and gender, choosing only a black woman to consider. Gabbard took to Twitter saying that Biden chose the current VP, Kamala Harris, because of her skin color and gender, not qualification. Gabbard says Harris has been a disaster, and now Biden is promising to do the same thing when it comes to filling the Supreme Court seat. Recent polling from ABC Ipsos 
also shows that 76% of Americans agree with Gabbard and want Biden to consider all possible nominees for the job. A federal judge may very well release a sealed report on Dominion voting systems that were used during the 2020 elections. U.S. District Judge Amy Totenberg is considering whether to respond to the Georgia governor and secretary of state who are urging the disclosure in a civil case. The Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, has been named the defendant in that lawsuit regarding the Georgia elections, and he wants the report to be made public in order to dispel what he calls misleading media articles. The Dominion voting systems were analyzed by a computer security expert out of the University of Michigan. J. Alex Holderman filed his assessment in federal court last summer. Election issues in Georgia are resurfacing for a variety of reasons after True the Vote and Voter GA released surveillance video earlier this week of ballot harvesters making rounds in the middle of the night to various ballot boxes in which they dumped those ballots in order to get paid. And Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is doubling down on seven governors who don't want their state's National Guardsmen to get the mandatory COVID-19 vaccine. Austin has now sent a letter to the governors of Texas, Oklahoma, Alaska, Wyoming, Mississippi, Iowa, and Nebraska. Austin says those members of Army or Air National Guards will lose their status if they don't comply. Alaska and Texas have filed lawsuits against the Department of Defense. Last week, an Ohio attorney, Thomas Rent, spoke before a Senate panel in Washington, D.C., about what military whistleblowers have revealed to him and filed within a lawsuit following the mandatory vaccines within the military. Three whistleblowers who have given me permission at this point to share their name. Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Teresa Long, DOMPH, Dr. Samuel Sigloff, and Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Peter Chambers, DO and Flight Surgeon. All three have, att- have given me this data. I have declarations from all three. This data is under penalty. Of, uh, this is under penalty of perjury. We intend to submit this to the courts. Uh, we have substantial data showing that uh, we saw, for example, uh, miscarriages increased by 300% over the five-year average, almost. Uh, We saw almost 300% increase in cancer over the five-year average. This one's amazing. Neurological. So neurological issues which would affect our pilots. Over a 1,000% increase. A 1,000. Ten times. That's ten times the rate, and obviously that... 83,000 per year, to, I'm sorry, 82,000 per year to 863,000 in one year. Our soldiers are being experimented on, injured, and sometimes possibly killed. This is corruption at the highest level. We need investigations. The Secretary of Defense needs investigated. The CDC needs to be investigated. And thank you so much, Senator, for having the courage to stand against these special interests. Rent says that the military medical tracking system of the health status of troops is incredibly accurate and detailed, unlike the VAERS system for the private sector where vaccine information is voluntarily entered and as such is underreported in the number of vaccine injuries. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. You won't want to miss out on Phil Williams and Right Side Radio as he discusses the Canadian convoy eastbound and down. The Canadian truckers up there are inspiring freedom everywhere. Right now, a story that I pulled off of Canadian press is saying that some 50,000 truckers are taking part in this, they believe. In fact, it may become, they're waiting to find out whether Guinness is going to rank this as the world's longest recorded truck convoy. Uh, the last one they had was only seven and a half kilometers long in uh, 2020. Well, I got news. This one is considerably larger and, uh, and is really stretching across the country. This is a working class protest. 
like tens of thousands of people who work hard for a living have just had it. The, the, the amount of people, the trucks, goes on and, I mean, drone footage flying overhead. It goes on and on and on. It's been, it's been a nationwide protest. The very idea that Prime Minister Trudeau can say, this is a small fringe minority. Well, I got news. It ain't a small fringe minority. All right. This is, this is a massive scale. Now, the Canadian Trucking Alliance, like I said earlier, they estimate that roughly 15% of truckers are not fully vaccinated. But what's interesting for me is this is not, the organizers will tell you, this is not an anti-vaccine protest. It's an anti-mandate protest. They are actually out there literally protesting the fact that their freedoms have been curtailed. You know, one trucker says, like he says it right here, a guy named Tom Pappen, he says, I'm locked up in my own country right now. I can't go on a holiday. I can't go to a restaurant. I can't go bowling. I can't go to a movie. These things have just gotten out of control. That's what has driven this. You can find more of Phil Williams at rightsideradio.org. If you're enjoying The Daily Detail and want to get those reports directly to your electronic device, remember you can subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow, and I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 